Greetings from Christendom College here in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. Our Holy Mother, the Church, as any good mother, oftentimes is doing everything she can and looking for different ways to help her children who struggle in this life. In more modern times, she has increasingly focused on the importance, the incredible importance in our modern age of St. Joseph. On December 8, 1870, Blessed Pius IX proclaimed St. Joseph to be patron of the Universal Church. Sixteen years before that, in 1854, Pius IX had proclaimed the dogma of the Immaculate Conception. He saw these two ideas, the Immaculate Conception of Mary and the universal protection of Joseph over the Church, he saw these linked in a special way, as Joseph was, in fact, the great protector of the Blessed Mother. He protected her reputation, her virtue, her life, and the life of her son. In his short but beautiful decree, Quem ad modum Deus, he reflected on some of the privileges which St. Joseph had. He writes, and I quote, Him who countless kings and prophets had desired to see, Joseph not only saw, but conversed with, and embraced in paternal affection, and kissed. He most diligently reared him, whom the faithful were to receive as the bread that came down from heaven, whereby they might obtain eternal life. And the Holy Father reflected on the fact that Joseph had been specially chosen by Almighty God himself for Mary and for his divine Son. And that's why he said, what a sublime dignity Joseph truly must have. What a dignity he was given by God. For this reason, bishops from all over the world responding to the attacks upon the church at that particular time urged Pope Pius IX to proclaim him the patron or the protector of the universal church. The bishops who had all gathered in Rome for the First Vatican Council renewed that special request of the Holy Father. And as assaults on the church increased, we found that devotion to Joseph continued to increase. Although devotion to St. Joseph has always been part of Catholic tradition, it has grown more fervent in recent times. In 1889, Pope Leo XIII issued an entire encyclical on devotion to St. Joseph, quam quam pluries. And right at the very beginning, he said, turning to Joseph would be something that would be most pleasing to the Virgin Mary. And there he acknowledges certain things about St. Joseph. His mighty love, that's the term he used, his mighty love for Mary and for Jesus. His daily solicitude for Mary and Jesus. He talked about his royal blood, united by marriage to the greatest and holiest of women. He was her lifetime companion, witness to her maidenhood, protector of her honor, and by virtue of the conjugal tie, a participator in her own sublime dignity. He was head of the family, guardian of the family, administrator, and legal defender. Is it any wonder in these challenging times the church urges us to invoke joyfully and with confidence the great name of Joseph? So let's end with a short prayer. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, 
O God, in your magnificent providence, you saw fit to choose blessed Joseph as the husband of your holy mother and the father guardian of your son. Grant, we beg you, that we may deserve to have him for our intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we honor as our protector. You who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Good St. Joseph, ora pro nobis, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, and thank you for being with us today. Thank you.